All right, welcome to episode 27 of the Business in Morocco podcast. This week we're going to be talking about using your vacation well. Ryan, how you doing? What's happening? Hey Ryan, not much. This is a perfect topic for this week given that it's the Eid holiday. The sheep invaded most of Morocco, most of the cities, and no matter where you are in the country, you see trucks full of sheep or garages full of sheep or streets full of sheep and they've all been slaughtered and the parties have been done this week so it's a time of vacation and it's a perfect time to talk about what a good vacation looks like and some of the mistakes that we all make when we're on vacation. I happen to be in Agadir this week and we basically planned to be in a apartment and we have no other plans, which is what I hope will be a stress-free vacation. What about you? Yeah, my family and I were still in the south of France. So this is a topic that I'm thinking about a lot because I'm on vacation. It's uh, kind of the second week of August, but September is coming up quick and that's kind of when things really kickstart to a start of a, a new school year. Everybody gets back and there's a, a big push to be productive before the end of 2019. So my thoughts are on this topic. How do I use my vacation well? And I think one of the main ideas I want to communicate is that the goal of a vacation is to recharge your battery so that you can get back to meaningful work, to contribution, to making a difference in the world. So all of us operate with smartphones. We know how important our battery is and we watch very, very closely. How much battery do I have left? And from time to time, we've got to charge our phone. We have to plug it in. But that is not the purpose of having a smartphone. It's just a necessary thing we need to do so that our smartphone can make our lives easier, so we can communicate, so we can access information, so we can store data, so we can be entertained. That is the purpose of the phone. Recharging the battery just makes that possible. And it's the same thing with vacation. There's some beautiful things to experience and to see in this world, people we want to spend time with, those can be very restful and they can be precious gifts to us. But that's not the sole purpose of our lives, just to relax and have fun. We do those things because they bring us pleasure, they bring us enjoyment, and because they give us energy to contribute something meaningful to the world. So I think it's really helpful to know that the goal of my vacation should be that when it's over, I feel great. I'm ready to come back to work. I'm ready to get back in the groove. I've rested well. I've rested long enough that now I want to get back to doing something that makes a difference in this world. Now this takes a lot of self-awareness because what charges my battery might be very different than what charges your battery. And you know I've spent the last couple weeks traveling with my parents and I can see the differences between them. My mom loves to see everything. She wants to go and see the sights and take the pictures and capture all the beautiful things in the area. Whereas my dad will say, hey, you know what? I've seen the ocean. 
I've seen one village. I've seen them all. I don't need to see any more. He'd rather just relax, sit with a good book and a cold drink in an air-conditioned place. So they're very, very different. What recharges their battery is different between them. And we need to know that about ourselves. Keeping in mind, how am I going to make sure that at the end of my vacation, I feel motivated, I feel ready to tackle my goals again? Yeah, those are great points, Ryan. I I historically have not done a good job of this. Just our most recent trip to the United States, which was a work vacation, those uh, tend to not work out so well when you're trying to mix work and vacation because they bleed into each other and you end up not doing either one very well. Mm. But I think one of the big mistakes that I make is trying to do too much. Hmm. I, sometimes I feel like when I'm going on vacation, I need to take advantage of the situation. I need to see the places. I need to not waste any time. Who knows whenever I'll be coming back here. So I need to make my days full of activities. I need to have my days full of spending time with people and doing things. And I often let rest be the victim of these other priorities. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I've tried to do in planning this trip to Agadir during Eid is to essentially have the whole week with white space. Now there there is one place that we do want to go for breakfast. It's up on a mountain. It was recommended to us. And there apparently is a dolphin show in Agadir. And so I'm sure that my kids will love to see the dolphins doing their tricks. But over a five day period, we only have two activities planned. Other than that, it's gonna be relaxing, going to the pool, going to the beach, and like you said, trying to refresh and recharge so that when we come back, my kids will be ready to go to school and I'll be ready to go back working full-time, doing all the things that are necessary to have a successful business. Yeah, you can think about it like a scale. On one extreme, you can pack your days so full that when you get back from vacation, you're exhausted and you feel like you need a vacation to recover from the, your vacation. But then the other extreme is you can you can leave so much space for rest and you can sleep a lot and you know play video games or look at screens and barely leave the house that you end up feeling lethargic or filled with regret. These are kind of two extremes and we need to find a spot somewhere in the middle that is the right mix of of rest and spontaneity and unplanned and some structure to make sure that we're we're still not just sleeping and lying around the house the entire time. Somewhere on that scale, we're going to find the sweet spot for us and it's a very personal or individual thing that's going to bring you to the end of your holidays motivated and ready to get started again. One of the great benefits of vacation is you you chop out some of the big activities. So that might be your, your class schedule. It might be your, your nine to five job. It might be running your business, which puts all this extra time in your schedule so you can decide what are the important things that I want to put in. And I think one of the helpful questions is to ask, 
What are the things I really wish I had more time for during my regular weeks? When I'm in my normal routine, what are the things that I'm longing to do but I don't actually have enough time to do? So I've been reading books that I really enjoy uh, that are a lot of fun, but normally I don't have enough time to, to sit down and read for hours. And so I can read kind of guilt-free these longer books uh, because I've got that extra space in my schedule or I've been spending a lot more time with my kids just playing a game because I'm not trying to squeeze it in between important activities or worried about what time they get to bed they don't have to wake up for school the next day so there's some extra freedom there to do those activities that we wish we had more time for during the regular weeks today's episode is brought to you by CIST British Education For 18 years, CIST has been delivering a British curriculum in Morocco and awarding bachelor's, master's, and MBA degrees from Cardiff Metropolitan University in the UK. CIST is a unique higher education institute which operates completely in English, with locations in Casablanca, Rabat, Tangier, and Marrakesh. CIS students are privileged to receive British education and degrees with worldwide recognition, in addition to accreditation through the Moroccan government. CIST has set a vision to recruit and train top students to be world-class business graduates. I've been teaching at CIST for three years now and highly recommend it. Check out CIST British Education at www.sist.ac.ma and choose the CIST experience. Now back to the show. That's a great point. I had not thought about it or I had not put it into those words, but I think we all have those things in our lives that we wish we had more time to do specifically scheduling time to do them while you're on vacation is a great idea. Mm-hmm. I think the the other problem that I sometimes have on vacation is is not exactly living a healthy lifestyle, which can lead to a bad outcome at the end of the vacation where you feel like you have to recover from your vacation. I think it's important to sort of stay within the bounds of, of good health, whether it's sleep, nutrition, exercise, and to not let yourself get too far away from, from your normal habits or else you're not going to come back to your, your normal lifestyle feeling recharged and refreshed. But I often get uh, seduced into eating unhealthy foods and and staying out late and and doing activities that that may not be refreshing but are exciting or fun and spending too much time with people Mm. it's obviously one of the goals is to spend time with people when you're on vacation but i think that you you can overdo that just like anything else yeah that's a great point the idea of of overdoing something so in the, the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Stephen Covey presents a time management chart that compares urgency to importance. I think it's something a lot of people are familiar with. It, it creates these four quadrants. And the goal is to spend time doing things that are important but not urgent. And to live your life above the line of importance, to be 
spending your time on things that really matter and not to be wasting your time on unimportant things. But if you spend your time in crisis mode, always dealing with emergencies, you can feel really burned out. And that can make you want to escape and spend time doing things that are not important and not urgent and just to to escape and waste the time. But the real difference between doing things that are important but not urgent and things that are not important and not urgent is this idea of doing something excessively. So watching a movie can be a lot of fun and it can be really relaxing or taking a nap. Some people really enjoy having the freedom to to take a little siesta sometime in the afternoon and have a little break. That can be really life-giving and that can help charge the battery. But you can cross a line where you're now doing it in excess and the value that you gain from doing that can be lost. So watching a movie can be a great watching a movie can be a great rest, but what if you watch a movie for 12 hours in one day? That would be excessive. You're probably going to go to sleep that night not feeling that great about yourself. You're going to feel like you have some regrets and you wasted the day. So at some point, there's a limit where you've watched too much TV, you've watched too many episodes of your series, or you've played too many video games. Even something like exercising. You know, it's great to be able to go for a run or go to the gym, but how many hours in a week do you devote to that? At some point, you can cross a line. Unless that's your profession, you could be doing it excessively. So I think being able to enjoy things in moderation, that can be a real good uh, tip for doing vacation well. One of the things that I've realized recently is the importance of of planning your trip or planning your travel, your vacation well in terms of spending time with friends and family. Often when we travel, we stay with family members or friends which is a new activity that we're not necessarily used to. And that can be a source of stress or frustration when you're living in the same place, even if it's for only a few days or a few weeks, because you're not used to people's daily habits, you're not used to sharing space, you're not used to uh, people's uh, way of living. An important tip for vacationing well is to make sure that you understand the personalities of everyone you're going to be traveling with and you set everyone up for success. If you know there are people who need alone time, there are people who need to decompress, then maybe it'd be a good idea to to stay in a house or an apartment that gives people privacy and doesn't force everyone to to be interacting all the time and stepping on each other and getting frustrated and getting into fights, which unfortunately for a lot of families is very normal when they travel together or or go on vacation or spend time together during the holidays. It can be a source of frustration or Mm -hmm. conflict. Yep. Yeah, it's good to uh, make plans to, to make sure that doesn't happen, to counteract that. Another thing I love about vacation is the opportunity to try new things, to gain some new perspectives, which can give you a whole bunch of new ideas. 
Um, my wife and I, we spent a couple days in Bordeaux and they have a tramway just like we've got in Casablanca and in Rabat. I think it was built by the same company. I, it actually threw me for a loop because it has the same noise, you know, the same like ding, ding. I felt like I was just sitting in my backyard where I can hear the tramway. But that, that was in Bordeaux. But one of the differences is that they don't have any turnstiles. So, you know, in Casa, you, in order to access where you get onto the tramway, you've got to go through the turnstile. You have to swipe your card and then you go through the metal bars and it lets you into that area. It's just completely open in Bordeaux. And there's no staff at any of the stations. You need a card, which you just purchase from the machine. And then when you get onto the tramway, you validate it. And it's like this all over France. I saw the same thing in, in Dijon. And there's probably a number of reasons for that. Um, probably the cost of labor is a lot higher. So they don't want to have two people working at every single station. It's more people are living on the grid. And so it'd be easier when you catch somebody who hasn't got a ticket on the tramway, it'd be easier to collect that fine, make sure that they have to pay it. There may be a higher level of um, obeying those rules in different countries. But one of the things I love is that when you're traveling in some of these other places, you can see ideas that we can bring to our current context or things that will eventually come. I was in a car for and they have these little scanners that fit into every cart. And so if you have a registered car for card, you can scan items before you put it into your cart so that when you come to the checkout, they just grab your your little scanning device that was part of your cart and then they can check you out very, very quickly. And it all gets paid for through your credit card, which is linked with your your car for loyalty card. So this is something that could be coming to Morocco. Or when you're driving on the highways, all the tolls are automated and you drive up to pay a toll and there is not a single human being there. So it's only machines. You can pay cash or you can pay credit card or you can have an automatic device that, that opens the gate and is registered to your account. But there's no humans. There's no person there that can, can give you change. And so when you think about the difference on the auto routes in Morocco, that's the direction that we're going. Eventually, it's going to become more and more automated. So you can see countries that are further ahead and that can give you ideas. Even when you just stay within the country, but you go to other cities, it can be inspiring and bring new ideas that you can bring back to your context. That reminds me of one of my favorite quotes, which is by William Gibson, who is a writer. And he wrote an article in The Economist in 2003. And his quote is, the future is already here. It's just not evenly distributed, which is exactly what you're talking about, Ryan. There are many great innovations all around the world. They just haven't been adopted mm -hmm. everywhere. And it's very true for Morocco. There's technology and there are innovations that have already taken place in the United States, in Europe, in Asia, and they're slowly but surely coming here to Morocco like this 21st century tramway uh, that we have or the port at Tanger, Tanger Med or 
the new terminal at the airport at, uh, mm-hmm. in Casablanca. All of these things are coming to Morocco, the, the very good internet service, the, the Wi-Fi, the, the mobile service that they have here. The future, it's here somewhere in the world. It's just not mm-hmm. evenly distributed. Not all of the, the ideas have spread all over the world. But you can see the future if you travel certain places and you see innovation and you see efficiencies and you see new ideas in practice. And, and I completely agree. It's a lot of what I'm doing here in my business in Morocco is taking ideas that I've seen work in the United States and applying them here in Morocco where the market is not completely saturated and where these ideas have a lot of opportunity to make a big impact. Yeah, that's great. You've been listening to the Business in Morocco podcast. My name is Ryan Kirk, here with my co-host, Ryan Maimon. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Download our entire library of podcasts on our website, moroccopodcast.com, where you'll also find extra resources related to each episode in the show notes, including a transcript of the show. If you've got a question or topic you think we should cover on the podcast, fill out the form on moroccopodcast.com or email us at ryan at moroccopodcast.com and we'll give you a shout out on the show. Our theme music is Lovely Day by Bill Withers, used under Creative Commons, and we hope you'll have a lovely day doing business in Morocco. We'll see you next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah.